0: The thought is a secondary component to the beliefs that you have. And most of us don't recognize that we have these beliefs that are crippling us. And that is the real root of the work that I do with people. The thought is a manifestation of the belief. That table reference Right? The table is the belief. The legs are the thoughts, the interpretations, the meanings, the situations that you keep ending up in, so on and so forth. But our thoughts and the way that we create thought and the interpretations that we make of the things that we are going through stems from our belief structures.
1: This is the Mind Shift Podcast, where we share real stories, real strategies that will help you find real success. This is the place to hear from people just like you who have taken their ideas, goals, and dreams from a point of inspiration to realization, or when life knocked them down from a point of breakdown to breakthrough. I'm your host, Daryl Evans. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, my friend, welcome back to the MindShift Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Evans. I'm excited to have you here today for another exciting interview with an amazing entrepreneur and someone who I think is going to share some thoughts with you today, some breakthroughs with you today around your ability to elevate your happiness and your self-love and really take yourself to the next level of your fullest potential. Before we jump into that, I'd invite you to hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you are listening. If you're not already getting our show every single week, and the reason you want to do that is for a couple of reasons. Number one, it'll make sure you never miss an episode. Number two, it'll make sure you're always up to date as we publish invitations into the MindShift world, our MindShift community, our upcoming MindShift Business Academy live event, and other things that we're doing inside of our world. So if you love what we're doing here, I would definitely encourage you to do that right now. Hit the follow, hit the subscribe button. And if you're not already on our email list, you should head over to MindShift Community. Dot com while today we're communicating largely to our community via email we are opening a brand new community online and private and it will not be on our friends mark zuckerberg's platform for those of you <laughs> that are kind of over it we love what we do over there we thank you mark we appreciate you but we've been working on our own private platform and we're looking forward to launching that this fall so that being said let's jump right in today my guest Today is a cognitive behavioral therapist and success coach who helps people break the patterns and beliefs that are holding them back from being happy, loving themselves, being successful, and reaching their fullest potential. She is the founder and CFO and COO of Evolve Venture Technologies and the host of the Evolve Ventures podcast, a global podcast reached in over 50 countries. Her name is Bianca Thomas. Bianca, welcome to the Mindshift Podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having me here.
1: Excited. Where are you joining us from?
0: I am near the Boston area, so I am about thirty-five minutes outside of Boston.
1: Yeah, I love Boston. Yeah, I love getting over there. Haven't been there in a few years, given the you know what. But uh, oh, yeah. now that that's coming to an end. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we always love Boston. Love the food. We're never there in the winter, so I won't be there in the winter time. I can assure you. But uh, anyway, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your background.
0: So as you mentioned, I am a cognitive behavioral therapist, and I also do success coaching. And as you said, I am the co-founder, COO, and CFO of Evolve Ventures. But that was not where I thought my life would lead. And like a lot of entrepreneurs, I kind of got here, not ever expecting I would be here. So I grew up in a family that truly did their best. They loved me the best that they could, but I had a lot of problems growing up as a kid. I had a lot of mental health issues. I was incredibly depressed. I was a very aggressive child, not easy to deal with. And I truly, truly believed that I was not loved and wasn't good enough. And that was kind of compounded being in a Very old school Middle Eastern family that had their own rules, values, beliefs, and expectations that I just didn't really fit the mold into. I wasn't aligned into them. Mm. So, growing up, you know, having a lot of mental health challenges as a kid, my parents not knowing what to do and not knowing how to help, and they tried the best that they could, it caused a lot of problems and it caused a lot of challenges. And this compounded. Over the years, and I become a teenager having had a long history of just not feeling loved, not feeling good enough, and feeling like honestly the world would be better if I wasn't here. So I'm a teenager, and what do most teenagers do who don't feel good enough, don't feel loved, and feel like nobody cares about them? Let me go get into a relationship. Let me see if someone Mm. outside will love me Mm. Because I don't love me and nobody else does. So maybe this person will. Oh. So I stumble into a relationship after six days. He tells me he loves me and I don't think anything of it because I'm 16. I've never been in a relationship. I'm not supposed to be dating because again, Middle Eastern family. You don't do that, especially being a girl. And I end up being abused. In that relationship, emotionally, mentally, sexually, and being threatened very often that it would become physical if I didn't comply. So I'm in that relationship for about four years and it was sheer madness. I was in that relationship and I couldn't see a way out and I convinced myself that it was the right thing for me because of those feelings of worthlessness, of unlovability, of not being good enough. Thankfully, four years later, I'm able to get out of it, but I'm more lost than ever. I'm more confused about myself and my life than ever, and then I start realizing I think I'm gay, and I think I have known for a long time, and I just never addressed it. So now I'm in this weird phase of I'm in school getting my bachelor's degree in psychology, but I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. I don't know where I want to go. I don't know what I want to do. And I've basically been in this abusive relationship for so long that I genuinely don't know who I am. So a few years go by where I'm trying to find myself. I'm in and out of all of these relationships with men and women, and I'm just spiraling and feeding this belief even more and more that I'm just not enough and I'm never going to be. The one consistent thing that I did have going for me though that I was really good at and loved was physical fitness. So, I was a competitive powerlifter for a few years and, you know, growing up I was always into sports. I did karate and I was incredible at it, but I ended up not doing it and I didn't continue it. I did basketball, soccer. I was a very athletic kid. Mm-hmm. So, the gym was the one Consistent thing that I had going. It was like the one thing that like I knew I was really good at. And so I just continued it along with all the other chaos going on in my life. And I'm in the gym one day, and this guy comes up to me and I'm like, great, here we go. Like some dude trying to like approach me and have a conversation. All right. So he comes up to me, he asks me what I do, like what kind of fitness do I do. I tell him a power lifter, and he's like, Oh, what do power eat? And I'm like, um, steak and pasta. Like, if this is where we're going, I'm not that girl that you're like going to give a salad to. Like, I'm, I'm going to eat. Right. <laughs> and <laughs>
1: don't, don't give me a Twinkie. I'm ready to eat. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I'm ready to eat.
1: Yeah.
0: So he asked me out. I end up agreeing. Does not end well, but we become incredible friends. Okay. And he's now a mentor to me to this day. Him and his business partner are two of my dearest friends and mentors, But so I start building this relationship with him, and he introduces me to personal development. And at the time, I'm in school for psychology, and I don't know much about personal development. I just think it's BS. I'm like, personal development is all these people saying the same thing over and over, and it doesn't actually do anything. He's like, just give it a chance. Just listen to this one video, and if you don't like it, I won't ask you to listen again.
1: Can I ask what video it was?
0: It was a Tony Robbins video. I don't remember which one specifically. Of course it (laughs) was. Of course it was. (laughs) So he sends me this Tony Robbins video, and I was like, oh my God, this is not what I was expecting. And this is everything that I've been looking for. He's not just telling you, oh, you're broken and damaged, and that's it, and there's nothing you can do. But it's also not this motivational pump up of like, rah, rah, you can do it, whatever. It's like, oh, no, there's like tactical skills in here. And if you can learn how to apply these skills, you can transform your life.
1: 100%.
0: And I was blown away. So I start diving into personal development for the first time in my life. I'm spending time with this guy. His name is Kevin, the one that I met at the gym who introduced me to this. And he introduces me to his business partner, Alan. So I become incredible friends with the two of them and they both become like mentors for me and they're helping me and they're helping me grow and they're teaching me personal development again while I'm in school getting my bachelor's degree that I have no idea what I'm going to do with. So Kevin also grew up fighting, right? He did Muay Thai. So I used to do karate. So he and I used to like fight each other at the gym. Okay. So we would go to the gym together. We'd put gloves on and we'd spar each other. And people are looking at us like we're crazy. Like this dude is like beating this girl up. Like what are they doing? I'm surprised we never got kicked out of that gym. Hmm. But he's like, you know, B, you should try getting back into fighting. So I end up signing up. I go and that's actually where I meet my business partner. The running joke that we have is she punched me in the face and it was like, Love it for a sight after that because uh-huh. that's literally what happened. She destroyed me mm. because she is like an extraordinary fighter and we became incredibly close. And through our conversations and through our friendship, she tells me, you know, something I've always wanted to do is start a podcast. And I'm like, no way. Two of my best friends have a podcast and they help people to build podcasts and that's their thing. That's what they do. Mm. Let me introduce you to them. Right. I introduce her to them and she starts a podcast, asks me to join. Now I'm like, I don't know what I would do on a podcast. I'm not good enough. No one would want to listen to me. I still have that belief structure, even though I'm doing all of these things. That's interesting. So we start our podcast at the very beginning of COVID. So like We started our business when this entire pandemic started and it was wild, but it was incredible. So our business is starting. I'm diving into personal development. I'm now getting my master's degree in cognitive behavioral therapy and I'm starting coaching and our business is booming and the podcast is growing and everything is incredible But I'm still battling these internal demons and I'm in this spiral in my life trying to get my master's degree, trying to build this online business, trying to do all of these things. So a year later, I finally realized like, what am I doing with my life? And that was the start of me basically completely turning my life around, completely like relearning and reinventing myself and turning myself into this woman that I am today, you know, doing all of the amazing things that I get to do, getting to really help other people. And I believe that the reason I've been so successful in it is because I've been through it. I don't just study it. I had to do basically a personal case study with myself of putting myself through everything that I do with my clients and everything that I learned in school.
1: Wow. Let me tell you what I heard. And and I want to see if We can unpack a little bit of this as we continue through the conversation. So Mm. one thing on the flip side, and I love the idea of I have to be my own case study on my coaching, which is exactly what I tell people about my business coaching, my life coach, Mm. The mind shift method is my own process that I hate to have to live back through because life just evolves and I have to put myself back through the process. I'm actually doing something right now. But I want to point out something, and that is aside from the painful thoughts that you weren't loved, that you weren't good enough, that you weren't accepted, that things weren't going well on that side. You were still progressing through education. You were still progressing through your fitness journey, uh, strength training journey. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that I think a lot of people who move through life, even in a positive direction, are still battling these internal demons. And I'm curious to know what led you to the world of psychology and couple that with this behavioral cognitive component? What was it? Was it the past pain that you'd gone through? But it sounds like you chose that during some of that painful cycle. Talk a little bit about that. What drove you to psychology and this behavioral cognitive component?
0: So because I was a kid who genuinely did not feel loved I was bullied in school. Like I was called everything you can think of. So not feeling loved or good enough at home and not feeling loved or good enough at school or in the outside world, I did whatever I could to try to get people to like me. And that involved me really having to like learn people and kind of understand them. So like, what do I have to do to get this person to like me? what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What are they going through? And how can I get them to think that in being my friend or in me being around, like I can help them? And it started off in kind of this toxic way of like, I'm not liked. Let me get you to like me to, wow, I actually genuinely love people. And I'm actually just really interested in understanding people. And an understanding, what are people's experiences? What are they going through? Why are they feeling the way that they do? And it kind of sparked from like, why do I feel this way? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Why do I feel so horrible about myself? And no matter what, my family or friends or whatever, people tell me they love me and they care and I just don't inherently believe it. It's like anyone could come up to me like at that point and tell me they loved me. And no matter what, it just wouldn't sink in.
1: Never resonated, right?
0: Right. I won't believe you.
1: Yeah. Why do you think that was? I know we drifted from my original question a little bit, but why do you think that was? Knowing what you know now about what you thought then, Mm -hmm. why do you think that was or why was that?
0: Because of how strongly enmeshed the belief was. Got it. And that's where the cognitive behavioral part comes into play.
1: Yeah. I'm going to come back to the question because I do want to know how you got to- this deep rooted psychology and things like that. But you mentioned studying Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, right? One of my earliest uh, mentors and one of the, and I say this interestingly, but I don't know what my personal development mindset would be like had I not crossed his path in his world when I was 19 or 20. Yeah. And I remember something he talked about. I want to say it was in Awaken the Giant Within. I don't know if that was what you came across or experienced, but he, he talks a lot about belief. I don't want to quote it right now. Tony Robbins, if you're listening, thank you for your work. But there was something he talked about, about how we our beliefs are like legs to a table. Yes. And a table can't stand anywhere on the planet, at least to my knowledge, without four legs. And I remember a car can't drive without four wheels. And I remember the analogy or or the way he broke this down was the table is our reality, but it needs to have legs to stand on. Otherwise, that belief has to fall, Mm -hmm. right? The belief is the, I'm paraphrasing it, but so it seems to me that you had legs keeping these beliefs in place. Mm -hmm. And at some point you started dismantling the table and pulling the legs out from under it. If I can gratefully just with humility use (laughs) one of Tony's examples. Right. But I guess that's what's interesting, right? Because you're different today than you were then. And I'm curious what the chasm was, what changed in that chasm. And then I want to come back to your drive to psychology and Mm -hmm. the cognitive side.
0: I know exactly the reference you're talking about. So he said that belief is a table and the legs are the references. There you go. And our references are what cause those beliefs to stand. And what you need to do is challenge and question the references and put new ones there to develop a new belief. There you go. That's actually exactly the type of therapy that I do. That is exactly what cognitive behavioral therapy does. Got it. And that's what I had to do for myself.
1: So did you have to do it for yourself or did you go get help? Both. Did it take first a coach getting you to question or were you able to guide yourself from your new learnings and personal development to begin to question those legs that were holding up that belief?
0: Through being around Kevin and Alan, they were studying this much longer than I was. So they were my original mentors. They were the first two that ever Mm. helped me to start asking myself those questions. And so through them guiding me and being there and asking me these questions, I was able to start asking it for myself. And then through everything that I was doing, through studying CBT, through studying all of the things that I studied, I was then able to really do it with mastery to where I can now help other people do the same.
1: Yeah. I love it. Fans of the Mindshift Podcast have heard me talk about the Mindshift Method. I say in step three in the method, and that is sometimes you're going to need the help of a coach or mentor an outside influence to help begin to get you to execute your plan because they've been someplace you haven't, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be able to get you to see what you can't see until you can see it quote that I love for years. Sometimes you got to believe in the belief that others have in you until your belief kicks in.
0: You're borrowing belief,
1: borrowing the belief, right? When I first heard it, they said it was Sugar Ray Robinson who said it. But you know, the internet, they make up names for who said what whoever said (laughs) it. Thank you for saying it. But sometimes you have to borrow the belief in uh, someone else's belief in you until yours kicks in. So it sounded like you found these two folks, they introduced you to personal development you were like, what is that? And woo woo. And I'm studying psychology, which I want to come back to because it's challenging probably the clinical aspect of your thinking. Right. Mm. Yeah.
0: When I was studying psychology, I was just getting my bachelor's at the time. I had no idea what I was going to do with this because I had no idea what cognitive behavioral therapy was until a cousin of mine who went through the program told me about it. So in my mind, I was like, I have to go study psychodynamic theory, the Freudian theory, and I have to get my doctorate and I have to do all of these things. And he was like, don't you dare go down that path because you're going to be miserable and it's not accurate. Mm. Here's this program that I went through. I think this is exactly what you're looking for. So when I learned about the program, Mm. I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what Tony Robbins teaches. That's why I Mm. chose that program. Because I'm like, this thing that I was originally introduced to that changed my life. There's a program that teaches this. I'm like, this is fate. I don't know how I ended up here, but like, this is incredible. And so, what CBT and the type of therapy that I do, like working as a clinician and as a coach, and the approach that I take is cognitive behavioral therapy is very similar to what Tony Robbins says. Our entire life is created through our beliefs and those beliefs are created through the experiences that we go through So our experiences shape our beliefs our beliefs shape the way we think the way we feel and what we therefore do And it's conceptualized in a triangle and it's called the cognitive triad So basically our thoughts or interpretations or the meanings that we assign to things cause us to have a certain emotion, which ends up being conditioned. So does the thought, which results in conditioned behavior. And our entire life is basically this cyclical pattern of these conditioned thoughts, emotions, and behaviors to familiar circumstances. And that's why so many of us feel yeah. stuck. That's why so many of us feel misunderstood or why we don't feel like we're advancing in anything or like our life is stuck and things are never going to change. It's because we are having these very conditioned and very rigidly held beliefs thoughts emotions and behaviors are responses to everything that's happening that's why a lot of people end up dating the same kind of person over and over again that's why they like can't break yeah. a cap if like if they're doing sales for example and they can't get past a certain level it's for that reason it's because we are acting in these very unconscious conditioned patterns that have started from childhood
1: It's just interesting that the work that you found on the back of your pain and path of discovery is really, it's what we all face as humans, right? We all come from different walks of life, different backgrounds. You're saying Middle Eastern background and then battling this idea that you may be gay, toxic relationship one to another, if you will. No one's immune to that. That's not a Bianca Thomas story. That's a worldly story for each and every one of us, no matter what background, no matter what we look like, no matter what color, where we grew up, what neighborhood, et cetera. We all do these patterns. Let me ask you this question. Someone listening to this right now, what is one thing that they can do to begin to break the pattern in a negative belief, a self-limiting belief, a pattern of destructive Reoccurrence of experience on life, a behavior, relationship. What is one thing? I know there's a lot of things, but in the time we have left, let's see if we can give them one thing to do that anybody can do that will begin to open the doorway to a better way of thinking and feeling and believing.
0: Absolutely. One of the biggest things and one of the first things that I do with all of my clients is help them to recognize the patterns that they're consistently engaging in, whether it's behavioral patterns, thought patterns, or emotional patterns. And we all have all of them, but try to focus on one of them. So let's say, for example, that you're someone who always feels sad. No matter what happens, that's your go-to. Or if your thought is always like, oh my God, I'm not good enough. Or if you find yourself in similar patterns of behavior where it's like, why do I keep dating the same person over and over and over again? The very first thing you need to do is try to recognize what the patterns are. And when you do that, you need to start understanding what are the things, the meanings, and the interpretations of thoughts that I'm consistently having that are leading me to this. Because remember, like I said, a situation causes some sort of thought or interpretation, which is conditioned. That conditioned interpretation leads to a conditioned emotion, which leads to a conditioned behavior. So if you can understand the meaning that you are making about things, the meaning that you are giving to situations, the thoughts that are consistently unconsciously coming up and popping up into your head, you can then start to understand why your life is following very similar patterns. And that's exactly what I do with all of my clients.
1: Thank you for that. I want to ask this question around thoughts. There's a lot of conversation in all sorts of realm, spiritual realm, the healing realm, the meditation realm, Mm -hmm. the law of attraction realm. I don't really care what the realm is, but I believe that however you describe it, that the outcome, that a lot of what we are doing with this mental patterning, this conditioning has a lot to do with Mm -hmm. the thoughts that we continue to think and habitualize, if you will, that is actually... Mm -hmm in the non-physical side of our existence that ends up manifesting these patterns in these repeating cycles. Can you speak to the power and impact of just our thought life and how that plays into this repetitive pattern that I think we get caught on, right? It's almost like an accelerator Mm -hmm. in the car. The longer you push on the accelerator, the faster the car will go or the more steady the car will travel. But if you decide to let off the accelerator, the car by its nature has to slow down provided it's not going downhill. But our thought life can get to a place where downhill is that negative, (laughs) right? And you could think you're not thinking it, but your life is already spiraling and you can't stop it because it's going downhill. But talk to us about the power of thought and how do you see that in your conversations with your clients? And what kind of coaching do you give them around their thoughts? Maybe they say, I realize I'm already on this pattern, but Bianca, good Lord, help me with my thoughts to get off this pattern. What do you say to them?
0: The thought is a secondary component to the beliefs that you have. And most of us don't recognize that we have these beliefs that are crippling us. And that is the real root of the work that I do with people. The thought is a manifestation of the belief.
1: Mm.
0: That table reference Right, The table is the belief. The legs are the thoughts, the interpretations, the meanings, the situations that you keep ending up in, so on and so forth. But our thoughts and the way that we create thought and the interpretations that we make of the things that we are going through stems from our belief structures. There are three fundamental types of beliefs that every single person has, and they can all be categorized under one of these three things. There is a thought about our worthiness, whether in a positive or a negative way. So I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not X enough or the opposite. I am incredibly deserving. I'm incredibly worthy. I am incredibly capable. The second one is our lovability. I had both of those and they were both on the negative, right? No one's ever going to love me. Nobody likes me. I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Those types of thoughts mixed in with the I'm not good enough caused me to keep ending up in these negative cyclical patterns and these toxic relationships. So there are those two. The third one is about either hopelessness or helplessness. So like, I'm not capable of doing things. I can't do things on my own. The future is hopeless, so on and so forth. And so when we have these rigidly held beliefs about number one, ourself, number two, the world, and number three, the future around worth, lovability, or hope and helplessness, that is what causes our experience of life in general. Our entire experience of life comes down to these primary beliefs, and then the secondary beliefs, which is the rules, assumptions, and the unconscious kind of like manifestations of all of those. So if I believe I'm not good enough, if I have a rule that the only way to be good enough is by making this amount of money and the assumption is I can't do that, everything in your life is going to be filtered through that lens and you don't even realize it. And so you are always going to judge yourself up against that. And that's what so many people get caught in. It's this belief that we don't realize that we have, but that is the primary root of all of the problems that you have. That's how PTSD occurs. That's how major depression occurs. Anxiety, panic disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, borderline personality disorder. It all stems from the interpretation of the situations that we are experiencing, what they do to us, right? And like how we feel about it and then what we do.
1: Wow. How do you work with your clients? What's the process look like as we uh, get ready to wrap this up? I wanna make sure people know how to find you, but what's the process look like? Like if someone's listening to this right now, they're like, you know, I need to understand what my next step is in breaking the pattern of beliefs that I have in my life. And maybe I want to give this uh C B T. By the way, we're not saying C B D, folks, though it's C B T. Just, <laughs> just wanna make sure that there's a distinction here. Uh nothing against the other thing, you know, but she's saying C B T. Yeah. Cognitive behavioral therapy. How do people work with you?
0: So I approach every client differently based on their needs and based on, you know, the goals and the aspirations that they're working towards. I would also work with a person who's seeing me for like just something clinical, like major depression, differently than someone who's like an entrepreneur who has massive dreams and ambitions, but is also experiencing like depression or anxiety or whatever. But. What I really try to do is understand the person, who they are. Give me your story. Like, What are the things that you went through? What got you here? Because if I can understand what got you here, then I can work with you to uncover what is keeping you here. What are the beliefs that you have developed over your life? that have caused you to be stuck in these very cyclical patterns that are causing you to not be able to move forward to not be able to break whatever the like roadblock is that you're currently at
1: yeah it's something i say in in a lot of my work it's like how did we get here tell me what's happening and then we can start from Mm -hmm. there on your podcast tell us really quick about the podcast and uh, you have a co-host on your podcast right
0: Yeah, so Amelia, my business partner, is the co-host, the one that beat the living hell out of me when we did Muay Tie together. Yeah. yeah, Oh
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Y'all are still friends, so that's all right. That worked out okay. So you don't hold it against her.
0: (laughs) I can't hold it against her. (laughs) (laughs) She'll kick my ass. No, I'm just kidding. There you go. No, I'm totally kidding.
1: Is that an abusive relationship, Bianca? I'm just uh, messing with you.
0: That's hilarious.
1: No, you said not, it. Even,
0: <laughs> not, not even in the slightest. Okay. No, the podcast is called Evolve Ventures and is a subcomponent of the company, which is called Evolve Ventures Technologies. And our mission is evolve human consciousness. And what that means is building and creating the technologies that help people to break the things that are keeping them stuck and to help them evolve and to change and to grow. And so on the podcast, that's a lot of what we talk about. It's shifting limiting beliefs, it's technology, it's women in business, men in business how to have, you know, adaptive functional teams, how to work with your teams, get clients, it's personal development, clinical psychology, entrepreneurship, big mix of things. But it's basically helping you to break free of the patterns holding you back and to evolve and to grow. That's awesome.
1: And I want to state for the record to the listening audience, this is not an online course. She's a clinician. She's a clinician who's not just gone through her own journey and her own story and her own path of awakening, but this is clinical work. So I'd like to distinguish that because a lot of people today, even though she said this in passing, it was a a program that was in her area that she tied into. But this was on the back of her work in psychology and her undergrad and her master's. So I love the approach and the Mindship Podcast. We always say that we're here to talk about the journey from inspiration to realization and when life Mm -hmm. knocks us down from breakdown to breakthrough. And you've just really colored that in for us today as it relates to your journey and where your life was having some breakdowns. And then you talked just through the journey of discovery for yourself into the path of sort of enlightenment and that new Bianca that we're talking to today. And now you're giving that back in the way that you serve the world and so it's uh, such an enlightening and, and beautiful story. So uh, where can people connect with you, offline or online?
0: Thank you so much for that, by the way. I It's very, very kind of you to say. You can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. Evolve with Bianca is the Instagram. And then you can just find me, Bianca Thomas, on Facebook or LinkedIn. And then... My only ask is just follow the podcast Evolve Ventures. We are on Instagram. We have a private Facebook group that we hold. It's a bunch of people who are really just looking to connect and grow and it's a really safe and incredible place. So the Facebook group Evolve Ventures Society or just Instagram and then follow the podcast.
1: Awesome. We'll get all of those things linked up in the show notes. Uh, you can find those over at the mindshiftpodcast.com And Bianca, With all of your path of, I would call it pain that led to discovery, that led to breakthrough, Mm. if today for some reason was your last day here on this planet, what would you want everybody to remember you for?
0: Mm. It's a really good question. What would I want people to remember me for? I would want people to remember that no matter what you go through, no matter how big or small, your beliefs are going to determine everything. And you can learn to shift your beliefs and achieve anything you ever wanted to.
1: Amazing. Bianca Thomas, thank you for being on the Mindset Podcast. All the best to you as you continue to serve this world and bless this world. And all the best to your continued growth and evolution as not just a counselor, not just as a clinician, but in the continual journey uh, that I know you're working on, because I think anybody who leads people people don't realize behind the scenes they're working on themselves just as hard as they're working on their clients. Mm. Is that true for you?
0: 100%. 100%. And thank you so very much. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me
1: here. Absolutely. We'll stay in touch. Thank you so much. Hey, my friend, thanks again for listening to today's episode of the Mindshift Podcast. Listen, let's not have the conversation end here. Connect with me on social. At Mr. Daryl Evans on almost all the platforms, with the exception of Facebook, my Facebook fan page is at Daryl Evans Fan. Until next week, remember you're just one shift away from the breakthrough you're looking for.